0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Night Court Case 18 here on Night Courts. I am Rob Fisher, alongside Brevin Knight. As we are getting set to talk a lot of NBA again here on this episode, as the NBA playoffs are now underway. Hello, BK. What's going on, Roberto? Not much, man. We're still working. Grizzlies are playing. This is great time of year. Yeah, no. This this is
1: um, at when we got into the playing situation. We had two games to go.
0: And the one thing that we said was, we will be back. Mm Mm-hmm. And guess what? we're back. That's right. We are back and uh, excited. We'll talk about the Grizzlies. We're going to talk about all the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about the NBA awards. We're going to talk Chicago PD. We got a question from a uh, listener. Uh, on our Twitter, and you can reach us on Twitter, and you can ask questions on Twitter that we can get to on the podcast. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow at NightCourt22. That's how you can follow the show. Uh, you can follow Brevin at Night 22 and you can follow me at TheFishNation. That's how you can follow us on Twitter, and of course, make sure uh, you listen to the podcast, you subscribe, and Review and tell all your friends and tell all your neighbors and uh, get people to listen. We're enjoying it and glad you're enjoying it as well. So thanks for tuning in every week here on Night Court. Um, NBA playoffs, man. First of all, I want to go back. We talked about the play-in last time that we had the show, and we talked about how we both liked it. It was a resounding success. Yes. I mean, to the point where now I'm angry at people who don't like it, <laughs> and I think what 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 don't you like? Well, you play 72? So what? We have more playoff teams. Play 72, finish top six. I I, I can't, I, I don't understand people who don't enjoy it. I really don't.
1: Well, I, I told you when we talked about it last week, I thought it, it changed. And then didn't just change the end of the season and the games that were played. The change was just in the competitive nature of the season for its entirety. Like you had to go out and make strategic plans to try to ensure that you were a top six team if you were good enough, or try to be seventh or eighth to have an advantage in terms of being able to make it into the playoffs. And so I I just, I think it's been terrific. And I I did hear somewhere today where there was maybe a proposal of there being a mid-season tournament, maybe they would do because this was so good. And that to me would be the wrong move. Like I think that they've done a good job with adding this playing game situation just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, that that's almost too soccerish. Where, I think us dumb Americans who are sports dumb, who know it our way. I mean, I think that's the only people that are against it. It's it's our way. No, we can't. What 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 are we what are we adding playoffs for? What are we adding teams for? I mean, that's because that's how we were built, and that's how we are grown up. I, like I said last week, I, I was against the Major League Baseball. I have wild cards, but it's the greatest thing that happened right. to the sport. It's compelling every single year, and I think this is the same deal. But soccer, I don't, I don't think it's as big in the U.S., because people who are just not soccer fans or maybe just casual soccer fans – I don't know when the season starts, I don't know when it ends. These these friendly games that don't count, I don't understand. Because I want standings, I want structure, I want playoff standings, yes. I want who, who we're playing with. I don't want these tournaments where it's like, well, well if we win this tournament, th- then that means great thing. Well, why, why? It's not part of the standings. It's not the championship. <laughs> so I think to try and add that to basketball, I think it's a little too soon. Because I think it would just be hard for us fans to really understand what the point of, 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 a, of a mid-season tournament would be, so you get a trophy, so what? I was gonna say it, it's real simple. It's like, why? Right, <laughs> like, right. Because like, the trophy <laughs> is the
1: NBA championship, and that's all people are gonna care about. to yes. say we won. That's like saying, like when you win the summer league championship, it's a bigger thing because at least it's younger guys. Is it? But this and and still with that, it's like okay, you that was good. Yeah, no, that's cute. That's that's just a prelude to. What you can do as you move forward—not <laughs> right. right? really mean much. But then you say like we were the mid-season
0: champs, mid-season champ. We won the Basketball America champions. What? what so <laughs> you're gonna put up a banner? What?
1: <laughs> so yeah. So I, I think the playing game situation has been great, and, and it has it has enhanced the competitive nature of the game, and and, and we we see that just in the teams that are in. Yeah. And all of the games um, you saw competitive basketball. And right. It's, it's, it's going to take, said I was looking at it one way, it was, like, was kind of different. In the west, three of the four teams that won were all lower seeds. But then on the east, three of the four higher seeds all won those games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about Brooklyn. And my feeling is I don't want them to win because I think it's terrible for the NBA to be able to rest guys all season then go win a championship. I'd hate for that to be the norm of teams going forward. Um, but I don't know who else is a contender. I, I mean, I, like, I, I would have liked to have seen Washington play Brooklyn the way Washington was playing. But then the way they came out and lost the first game to Charlotte, I thought, okay, well, maybe they're not what I thought. I, was, I got excited over nothing. Um, but, you know, now they're playing Philadelphia. I don't think they have a chance in that series uh, I don't. Neither. I don't think Boston has a chance against Brooklyn,
1: especially with, without uh, without Jalen
0: Brown. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just Boston's it's, just going through a lot. They've gone through
1: a lot yeah. all season. Like it would take a heroic uh, Tatum performance. Like, he would have to go large every night, and Kimber Walker would have to be Kimber Walker that was holding up the entire Charlotte franchise for the years that he was there. He had to play at that level. In order for them to win, and then they would have to have some, you know, some of their other role guys. That like smart, Marcus Smart would have to be good. Um, and I guess it's possible. I mean, no, it, it, it is possible. And, and it really, I think if, if Williams, Robert Williams, on the inside, if he can give them some level of shot blocking that allows them to really at least crowd these 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 guys that can play off the dribble and score. And that gives you a guy at the rim. Then that at least that gives you at least a, a playing chance, and it gives you a big run in the other way. So. I mean, they they could, but but unfortunately, I just think that Brooklyn's talent is too much.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Miami Milwaukee, I still think Miami's got a great chance. But I I think I'm still thinking of Miami from last year. And I don't know if they're that same team they were last year that was able to make that big run. Um, They still have a lot of the same pieces. They still have Jimmy Butler, who we saw last year, can be can be the hero in games and series like this. And, and I think he's still capable. I love their coach. I uh, love their defense. And, and I think they'll give Milwaukee a run. But I just don't know if Miami can do it again. I, I don't know if they can get all the way back again.
1: I, I don't know if they have. They would need Tyler Hero to be a lot better. Yeah. In, in order for, cause that's what made them good. He's kind of like uh, that that uh, wild card Yeah. that you, you don't know if you're going, you can get it. From the three, you can get it again to the basket, pull up, he has that swagger. They, they've, they've missed that this year. And so. Um, Here they come. It, there it is, baby. The joys of downtown Memphis. That's right.
0: We like to bring the, the natural sound to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't believe in but so, Milwaukee. No, but, but I think what
1: what they may have found was another guy that, that people have been waiting for in Chris Middleton mm-hmm. to be able to believe some of the pressure from Giannis having to be a guy that finishes games, and yeah. so if he can—I mean, it's a big shot that he hit. Um, if he can be a guy that they can also go to and end of games, then that puts them in a—that puts them in a different talk in terms of a better basketball team, because that's all it was in the past. Was kept trying to finish with Giannis and just wasn't comfortable doing it. Right. Um, but if Middleton can provide that, then yeah, Miami. Miami just had—they didn't look the same. The same, mm, what that little spark that That's killer. yeah, like Bam has to be, like like he they they were playing Bam almost two three feet into the paint when he had to dribble. I'm like, just dribble up and shoot the jump shot.
0: Right, right. Um, Nick's Atlanta, Are, interest? Mm. You interested in it? I'm just interested because Trey Young always
1: bothers Trae, me. Trae, Trae, I don't like Trey Young at all, Brevin. I know You don't. I, I I I I've heard and I feel it's, I don't. I like that, you know me, I just, I like instigators. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, that's, it's, it's not, as it's, I, I just like that he, that part of him. Like, the flailing to be able to get those fouls sometimes are exaggerated. Not a fan of that, but the, the way that he carries up, and because he was, He was counted out for so long. I understand what it is when you are small and you excel the way that he excelled, even through high school, through college, but people always continue to say, but. His rookie year, maybe he didn't understand how to make a team win, but there was no denying the talent that he was and what he can do in the game. And he just backs it up this year with another spectacular season in terms of numbers. And now this team is 1-0 in the playoffs, so.
0: With a lot of flopping,
1: Yeah, listen.
0: I and and referee calls. I think somebody just lost the tire, or something. Boy, that was a loud explosion that we just had. As we bring this to you live, what's going on over there, Brevin? (laughs) Uh, Reporting live from
1: downtown. Brevin's
0: Brevin's overlooking the scene. I heard things fill or fall out of the a truck.
1: Yeah, there was no. There was a car. A car ran over a ran over something. Car Um, ran
0: over something. Okay. And there you go boy this is this this has turned into a very eventful podcast <laughs> yes this is live on on, on the news here so Actually. i can't stand him and cut your hair is what i'd yell at him if he tried to shush me <laughs> i love to shush. talk junk to
1: him as long as you can back it up oh so so yes i i am very interested in that and uh happy for all of my all of my friends that are Knicks fans yeah. they have a chance to be there It was was a fun atmosphere. You know the other thing that was been great about the playoffs? Seeing the amount of fans in the stands where there's real crowd noise.
0: Can't wait for the Grizzlies' first home game. Because I I said it. you were traveling. You weren't at the game against San Antonio last week, the play-in game. But I tweeted out right after the game started, it felt big. I mean, there were only 7,000 people there. Mm. But the music was louder. Lights were a little brighter. People were waving their towels, the towels were on all the seats, mm. players came jogging. It just felt big. It's it, playoffs. it felt, it felt, it felt different. It felt good. I mean, cause we haven't been there in a while. And now to know that the capacity is going to be 55%, which I guess about 10,000. Right. Um, for what we've seen this year, you know, the 1500, the zero people, um, up to 3000. I can't wait. I can't wait for that first home playoff. Well, this is some people always ask, "What are the
1: playoffs like?" And I was like, and I wanted to just say, the feeling, everything that you just explained, and the feeling that you have and that's from us just watching it. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, so now imagine that's like five, ten times that feeling when you can affect it and be down there on the floor, and all eyes are on you. That's what I
0: love. When did it By hit you first? Is it? Before the first game with all the media availability no, and all those things, game. or is it when you come out of the tunnel, or is it the tip? When, you, when is it? When you come out of that tunnel for your layups, that's when it hits you. Crowd's going
1: already? It's a, the crowd, like, see, there is no wait until the end of the first quarter, people start to get there. There's none of that. Mm. Like, you come out now, and you almost can't see any empty seats from the time you're doing your layups, and it's already loud. It is, it's a... Uh, man, it's, it's just like something that just warms you up inside. You walk out there just like, damn. Mm, you get that little chill. Adrenaline. Yeah, I, I don't what adrenaline, whatever it's called. It's just the chill that you get. And when you go through those first layups, like I felt like, oh, I'm dunking tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got nowhere near it. <laughs> I felt it in the layup line. Right. But that moment can be overwhelming, I would imagine, for some
1: good but for a lot of us and and it is like it's uh it's your feel good you know it's like for those people that after you get done you got to go down and drink a beer or somebody i just have a drink whatever just to that like that good this is like that feeling is like you you yearn for that like that's 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 the ultimate for for a basketball player to have that feeling and so
0: i can't imagine because as a I pat myself on the chest, as a former athlete myself, Brevin, <laughs> but but never on that level. In in my in my competitive drive and my competitive spirit, I can't imagine that feeling and what it would be like. And because I mean, I, just for me, for big games, I kind of had that feeling that I can't imagine that ultimate feeling of being there in that stage. Um, that it, it's. It, it's something you dream of. I mean, for us even, and you now, as a broadcaster, I got home Sunday night from the game at midnight, and I thought, it's going to suck taking the kids to school tomorrow because I don't know how I'm going to sleep. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to sit here and sit out by the garage, have a cold drink, try to decompress, hopefully by like 2.30. It was hard because there it was just so much adrenaline that – I look at how I felt after that game on Sunday night against the Jazz and think to myself, I can't imagine being in that game, getting back to that hotel, how long it takes to come down from that feeling. Right. It's such a rush. Oh, it has to be. It's it's a, to go a, on the
1: road, especially in the playoffs? And, and to do it against the best home NBA team in the association by far. I mean, they were 31-5 and five Yeah. going into that game. And so to avenge the two losses that – they had there during the regular season and to come out and play in that fashion and to be such a young basketball team. And I only say, I say young in terms of age, but they have a lot of experience in these two years that they've been able to do this. And the rookies who continue to be able to come in and make major contributions, they've been able to ride the piggyback of playing so many college seasons and then now playing so many minutes the entire season. And everybody just looks, they look comfortable. That's what that's what I like seeing. They look comfortable. Any Utah made their run and got up, but they never looked rattled. Like it was, I, I always felt like, oh, they're gonna be alright. Because they continue to get the shots that they want to get. They just weren't going down. Right. And then once they went down and they played good, they played great defense to stay within the game. It was, it was, it was fun. And I can't wait for, I can't wait for Wednesday
0: night, but Saturday night. Wow. Fans back at FedEx Forum, it's going to be a blast. The um, Utah Jazz, their criticism, I guess, heading into the postseason was, are they a regular season team? Was there any of that in Game One? And well, just really, what does that mean? Well, that that, that means that
1: you you win games during a regular season. You you always catch teams on back-to-backs, you catch them, uh, a guy may be out resting, you catch, there are so many different things that can go on that's not a normal rotation. You, When the playoffs come, this is just mano y mano, and you're going to have to be there every night. And more times than not, teams have everybody ready to go. And a thing that I, that, that I saw from them is the one issue that they only had was they didn't make shots. Like the one thing that I that the Grizzlies would have to do a better job of is cut down on the amount of open shots right. that Utah gets because you if we give them not as many open shots as they got. It'll be a lot harder because I think they'll they'll make more of those. But I, I thought that the Utah just looked like a team that got outworked. The way that the Grizzlies can win games this series, they have to outwork Utah every night, and and they did that in game one.
0: Yeah, and I I think, too, this story about Donovan Mitchell, he's going to be back in game two. He is available to play in game two, and he'll be available going forward for the Utah Jazz. And the story about him being furious that the Jazz didn't allow him to play in game one and how this is going to affect the series and the inner turmoil of the Utah Jazz, I don't buy any of that because Donovan Mitchell is a competitor. Donovan Mitchell is a winner. Donovan Mitchell's gonna hit the floor and everything that's happened between him and the organization, that's not gonna matter when the game starts, right? No, I, 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 I'll say this. Once I heard this part, I was like, well,
1: sometimes you just need a little bit of something that gives you a competitive edge. An extra and, boost, if anything, right? Exactly, and so for, for, for the Grizzlies, for Utah, yes, he's gonna come and play hard, but will there be, at least there's the question, of will that bother some people of what was said? Will there be a will he be trying to prove by himself why he should have been out there and the difference that he, he's going to make and not take great shots? So, uh, listen, hopefully the Grizzlies somebody might even be out there on the floor as a Grizzlies player talking like, hey man, that, that man must think he better than all of y'all. <laughs> he said, he, he said pretty much he mad the organization because if he would have played, y'all would have won. Listen, I, I'm whispering that. I'm definitely just talking about...
0: Sounds like a Dylan Brooks
1: task. Man, listen, whoever it may be, is anything that you can do to
0: get guys to just maybe one step off? That's what it takes. We saw in Memphis the core four group grow in that seven-year playoff period and the characters that they were. Tony Allen certainly was a character. Zeba was a character in himself. And then you have Mark and Mike, kind of the straight guys. <laughs> but, you know, I don't remember anybody having that quick turnaround suddenly becoming a character as immediately as Dylan Brooks has become. This last month, Dylan Brooks has become a guy who's on the national radar now as a great defender, a pest, and a guy that could put 20 on you. I mean, as a two-way player in this league, he has gotten a reputation in the last month in the character that he's become. His sound bites are gold, his sunglasses, his whole look. I mean, every it just seems like it just suddenly developed out of nowhere, this character of Dylan Brooks, and he's suddenly one of those guys that I love. I'm glad he's on my team, but boy, he pissed me off if he was on somebody <laughs> else's <laughs> team.
1: Well, the thing for Dylan, first and foremost is, This is nothing different than when Dylan stepped into the league day one. Still the same Dylan Brooks, same confidence, the same bravado, plays the game with the same energy. He is just more effective at doing what he does now than he did before. And this team, because of Ja Morant, because of Jaron Jackson Jr. when he came out in the draft, the way that Valentino has played There's been a bigger spotlight on this Grizzlies team than it was before. When you have the rookie of the year, one of the most highlight plays people in the association, people gonna turn on and watch and see what you do. And Dylan has just continued to get better at all of the things that he came into the league doing, which was, I'm gonna defend you. I'm gonna be a pest. I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna be in your skin. The whole, he just has gotten better at it. I know he led the league in fouls again, but he still is able to take teams, other best players out of games. And on the offensive end, he has found his rhythm in terms of the mid range shot. Because he makes threes when he has, but where he is good is
0: he gets to that mid range. They got a shot, right? Heck I mean, here. you're up 1-0. You won game one on the road. I mean, it, it feels a lot like 2011. But in 2011, it still felt like they were so much better than the Grizzlies. That doesn't seem, feel like the case right now.
1: No, it doesn't feel because like. Because you have
0: advantages in this series.
1: Right. It, it doesn't. It's more so the matchup. Because I, I feel like it's, there are, there's less areas that the Grizzlies had to be really good in in order to have a chance to win on a nightly basis versus Utah than other teams. Not that they're better than them, but it is that if they can just not allow the three-point discrepancy be very big, then it can be, all right, if that three-point discrepancy is too big, then that's
0: when it becomes a problem. All right, let's move on to the rest of the West. Let's do it. Lakers are the favorites. I told all my friends, you know, because I cannot bet NBA games, so I would not bet NBA games. At all. But if I were to bet NBA games, and I told my friends, if they were to bet NBA games, Lakers were minus 300 to win this series against Phoenix, which means you got to put down 300 to win 100. Phoenix was plus 270, which means you put down 100, you win 270. Take Phoenix! I still have that fear that the Lakers can win. They still got LeBron and AD. I still think that they're the defending champions, and those two, when they're on, it gives everybody a tough time, and Phoenix is a young team. I understand all those arguments, but Phoenix is just a much better team. They're a much better team, unless Chris Paul's injury is serious because he did not look the same after he got hurt.
1: I've never seen him lose the ball like oh that. Oh, my
0: goodness. I, I, had no I, handle at all. I literally
1: I, I, was, I literally was sitting there like, man, maybe they should take him out because... Just the way the ball was just fall, it was like almost he didn't have any feeling. Yeah, it's like I, I went to do that, but I, I didn't even feel that the ball was there. But hey, I agree. You know what? We went into this, and I'm I'm not going. I'll never go back on what I what I say. And I still had the Lakers coming out of the West. But I said it was that was a small margin where it was just because they hadn't played regular season, but they were together last year. But they needed to learn how to play with these new guys, mm-hmm. like. Schroeder has to make a imprint. Um, Montrez Harrell has to make an imprint on the game. Drummond. Drummond has to make an imprint on the game, and if they're Drummond has to overpower Aiton. Like Aiton can't. That can't be a even matchup within it. And so, I'm. I listen. Phoenix. If Chris Paul is down, I think that that gives the Lakers the edge that they need. But Chris Paul can play and be. Just, just at least be able to handle the ball, shoot a shot. May not be a hundred percent, but can do that. I think the Lakers have a battle on
0: their hands. Yeah. They have a real battle um, with 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 Phoenix. Yeah. Um, Nuggets lose the first game to Portland. You right. know, and the Jamal Murray thing's big, but they were fine without Jamal Murray down the end of the season. Yeah. We, but is Will Barton playing? No. That's there you go. It's not
1: just Jamal Murray. They don't have perimeter scoring with that dribble the ball. I know Michael Porter Jr., but he's more of a catch shoot guy or catch maybe one dribble pull. He's not a guy that you're gonna rely on throwing the ball and go get me buckets. It's not what he does. And they don't have that guy. Jokic, Jokic is phenomenal, but you still need you need some guards that can go out and do that. And they don't have it. So I I don't I don't think Denver can beat Portland. I I, I saw that first game. And I was like, oh, this this guard discrepancy is gonna be too big. And Nurkic looks phenomenal. Like, he in terms of way he's moved, even when we saw him throughout the year, I was gonna see if he would tail off. He still looks, he looks like he's like he's gonna, he's he's there to stay. I, I just don't think I don't think Denver has enough. Yeah. I don't think they have enough. Because okay. Portland is Portland is is
0: is a sixth seed that's that really shouldn't be a sixth seed. So for the first time in NBA playoff history uh with the grizzlies portland the lakers can dallas make it a clean sweep that all the four lowest seeds all advance to the second round (laughs) yes yes (laughs) because of uh pandemic paul (laughs) (laughs) well no no what i
1: really believe it is though i believe that they just have two separate guys out there playing on the court I, i don't i i just don't feel like there's a like they all play together like it's it's almost like okay, Kawhi, it's your turn. All right, now Paul, it's your turn. You know, I, I, and I think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that they, they haven't played. They had they had the injuries. They had what the other instances where if there was rest or whatever they would do with. They didn't play enough together. I think it's the same thing that's I I feel is, is wrong with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They just didn't didn't have enough time to play. Why is and it not a
0: problem with Brooklyn?
1: Because their talent is better. Just because they have more of it, <laughs> that's what you mean. Because it's Durant, Kyrie <laughs> Irving, and, and and James Harden. That's why. It, it's, it's, there's a there's a difference in those three guys and any of the other guys that we're talking about from the Clippers and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And so that's that that makes it a lot the drop e- from easier. two to three is a little different. It's a little different. Yeah. Um, so so I, that's that. I think that you you could potentially see that um, but, but those things te- all of those teams will have to work it's not going to be an easy out for any of these higher seated teams
0: no all right uh the nba awards finalists have come out i want to get your thoughts Okay. the kia nba most valuable player steph curry joel Embiid, and nikola Jokic. i have no problem with that who is it um i would go with uh joel Embiid. really I'm going Jokic, man. For how much I I have not wanted to, he's so impressive. And he does it every night. And he's the only of the three that played all 72. Yes. And did it every night. And when they lost Jamal Murray, he just kind of took the team on his shoulders and and carried him. Um, And and maybe I'm biased because the last time we saw him, he he was so phenomenal uh, against the Grizzlies. Uh, although that was the reason why I was leaning towards Steph Curry too, <laughs> for what he did against the Grizzlies, but I just think Jokic for what he did, and and the whole narrative of it being a boring MVP, it, you just got to get over that. Dude, dude was the best player in the league I thought this year.
1: Oh, I, I thought he's good, I, but I thought M B was was an unstoppable force for the number the best team in the Eastern Conference, um, and in an Eastern Conference that had teams that were thought to be just as good yeah. and and they went and and he was the force that that he is and even in game one in that series they doubled and triple teamed him he still found ways to either find a guy or make a move that got him to a clean shot mm-hmm. being double and triple teamed. and so to see it from a big not relying on jump shots and has his team in that position uh, i i thought that i thought he'll be deserving uh, uh, but listen, Jokic, all three. To me, if you you give it to any one of those guys, they're deserving. They deserve it.
0: Uh, rookie of the year: Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton. I'm gonna go
1: with Lamelo Ball. I think he 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 had numbers, and he he changed. He was a he, he was a difference maker for that team. Changed the culture. Changed. Each, I mean, people started being Charlotte Hornets fans. Like yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards, he I mean, showed me a lot. He he showed me a lot. Halliburton played really was gonna be solid. I think the other two were maybe a notch ahead, uh, but I, I would say Lamelo.
0: Yeah, I think the difference between Lamelo and Edwards is going to be, and it'll sway a lot of people's vote, is that Lamelo's team got to the playoffs, and, yeah. and I think everything we just talked about. But Edwards from start to finish of the year, he where they, he became. I mean, he developed yes. into an amazing player yes. just throughout one season, but. Then the argument against that could be, well, he's on a really bad team. Somebody's got to score. So I would, I would like I to know. see how
1: he. I would like to see what it looks like in year two, like and yeah. and what it what it
0: does in terms of how it helps them with wins and losses. Uh, defensive Player of the Year: Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Ben Simmons. I
1: guess I. Uh, I don't know.
0: Whoever, it is, I don't, I don't Here's I don't, the thing. I don't, like, it's, it's like we, we. Here's the problem with Defensive Player of the Year. It, it's a reputation it, award. Exactly. That's what. You know the finalists before the season begins. And you don't really pay attention. And at the end of the year, you're like, Gobert's big, man. Blocks a lot of shots. And, you know, he's averaging a double-double. And, right. you know, Draymond's Draymond. And he gets after it. And then we'll throw Ben Simmons into this mix. And it's. I don't think people really know. I think it's more of a reputation award, which is why I've told people in the last week, you know, everybody wants Dylan Brooks on one of these all NBA teams. It might not happen this year, but the thing is, that's an award and that's a position that you build a reputation. And right now he's built that reputation where next year he'll be on everybody's radar for defensive player or all first team defense, you know, whatever he'll be on people's radar next year. But this year, I think it just took too long to get on that radar because it's all about reputation.
1: Well, that's the bad part about it. If we're not going to watch the games. We're just going to give it to people every year just because. And then
0: yeah.
1: Then what's the point of doing it? Because he has been a top 15 defender
0: yeah.
1: in the NBA this year. You can't tell me there's 14 other people that are better defensive players than him in the NBA. No.
0: Yeah. Uh, most improved player, Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr., Julius Randle. It's got to be Julius, Julius Randle. Randle to yeah,
1: Julius Randle. I, I mean to get the Knicks nobody thought the Knicks would be able to be a four seed
0: in the Or eight. Julius Randle well, be a force.
1: Ju- <laughs> exactly and, and and being a go to guy. Like you knew that he had you always knew he had the, the talent. Would he be able would it would that be able to translate into winning basketball? And they found a way to, to turn it into winning basketball. They they put him in Great positions to be successful in the areas that you can tell he really worked on over the summer.
0: One of my favorite Kobe Bryant quotes of all time is when he described Julius Randle as Lamar Odom in Zach Randolph's body. And I thought, yeah. wow. And now you're seeing it. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I mean, that that's a great comp, you know, for, for a guy when you look at his ability and you look at his size. I mean, that's. The athleticism. I mean, those two. I, I thought it was a great comparison from Kobe. Hey,
1: that, I mean, to be able to see that, and yeah. that for, for him just shows how how smart <laughs> and intellectual Kobe was.
0: Yeah. Sixth man Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, both from the Utah Jazz. Derrick Rose has got to be the sentimental favorite. Yep. And maybe right. the Jazz guys knock each other out, but Clarkson, you would think, right. is the favorite.
1: I, w- I would think so. I, he's he's done it all year. That um, they've, and he's he's been able to be
0: a fi- a efficient at what he does. I think the best race is for Coach of the Year, uh, because oh. I think there are a lot of them. The finalists are Quinn Snyder of the Jazz, Tom Thibodeau of the Knicks, and Monty Williams of the Suns. Tom Thibodeau, Monty Williams, and Quinn Snyder. It,
1: my, I almost say. Monty Williams? Question mark? <laughs> I say, I know, no, I say, I say, I say Monty Williams only because it's, it's almost like a continuation from of, the bubble. From the bubble. Yep. yep. You, you know what I mean? Like it? Like they're for them to, to win every game, come back this way, come back to this season, and then finish second in the West. I I, uh, I think is
0: remarkable. It's amazing. Yeah. I think Monty Williams will win it as well. Um, I'd guess Thibodeau finishes second, but Quinn Snyder. I mean, you know, I, I I tell the story all the time, and I covered Quinn when he was at the University of Missouri to see where he's at today, to see the work that he put in to get where he's at today, and then to have the success that he's having with Utah Jazz. It's just it's a remarkable story, an oh, amazing story,
1: a, a great story. Somebody that I think has been through a lot and appreciates now what he's able to what what he's able to do, um, and is just. Phenomenal at being a NBA head coach, and, and, and that not everybody's an NBA head coach. Yeah. there there are guys that are head coaches, but you may not be an NBA head coach. And he's an NBA head coach.
0: Weird to see a guy who was so brutal in college, be a good NBA coach.
1: Well, because because I mean, normally it's, it's the other way around. But see, but because it's, I always say it's two different coaching styles, and yeah. between the two, and his coaching style, uh, you know, from from what I would. Deduct from that is, it's just a better style is better for NBA players. He can communicate with guys on what he would like to get done, and he puts them in positions that they're able to use their talents. It doesn't have to be like a chessboard with the players.
0: You still watching Chicago PD? Still watching. You're Chicago on Chicago PD. PD. John sent us a tweet wondering who your favorite Chicago PD character is.
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I really now you caught me off guard. Um, Jesus Christ so i like i try to remember aaron lindsey yep like lindsey i like uh what's the brother at water and then i i like uh ruzak not not (laughs) Ruzek. that's no no i like what's my old guy oh uh all day you know god dog (laughs) no you know ow ow (laughs) That's my guy. Al, yeah. Th- 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 those, are, those, <laughs> those are my favorites. Hey, you know when you get put on a spot to try to remember a name, like you watch it the whole time, Olinsky. Olinsky, that's, Alvin Olinsky. That's, that's Olinsky. right. It's, but when you, you got put on a spot, like,
0: those are my favorites. Well, I got to meet Lindsay when we were in Detroit a couple of years ago. She was sitting in front row at the Grizzlies game. I went up, told her I was a big fan, got my picture with her. And she was like really cool, and the picture looks like she's really, you know, kind of into me. It was kind of neat, <laughs> <laughs> and I miss her off the show. You but know, Haley's you cool. know
1: she's, a, she's a
0: great actress. Yeah, she, she is a great actress. What, yes, see you're what I'm right. Saying? I know. <laughs> you know, you forgot that's what she did for her job. <laughs> <laughs> but she's. I love that show. That's my favorite show. Clarice. Here's my problem with Clarice. Man, we got a lot of weeks that they just take off.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I'm like, yo is it is it me man
0: what the heck is like an episode then it's two weeks and then another episode then three weeks then another episode it's like wait a second now i gotta remember what happened you almost i gotta go back and watch the episode before to refresh what's
1: the this line that's still going but it's still good it's really good uh, i like it a lot i I do i'm I'm that and i'm still waiting for the season to be done with equalizer
0: Equalizer is a really good show man told me that yeah that
1: was really good queen
0: latifah she's fantastic it is what it is don't be serious the people watching look yeah, but, I mean, who could get that? Who can be that? Shut it's up. TV. Just watch. It's yeah, TV. Right. It's not real.
1: Right. She's All the equalizer. It. There's no
0: one on earth that's an equalizer. She is. It's not real. Well, and then I've been back on my animal shows here lately. <laughs> yeah, As you walk into the house. It is that house, time of year. You, you walk into the house and what's on the TV is. Here's Brevin's <laughs> house when you walk in. <laughs> When you walk into Costco or Sam's, you know, and the first thing you see are all those massive televisions and the screen looks amazing and it's like no picture you've ever seen before. And the first thing that always crosses my mind is I've never watched anything like this on television. So why is this screen that amazing to me when there's a jar of marbles rolling on a table and i'm like whoa that screen's amazing show me chicago pd and then there are other ones who are showing like nature scenes that was brevin's house when i walked in today nature scenes i was like wow this is what the tvs look like at costco that's why i bought it <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Oh, by the way, another shout-out for Group econo- or Home Economics. Home Economics, I think that's the name of the show, uh, on ABC with our yes. friend Caitlin McGee. It's a really good show. I've actually really thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a great sitcom. If you're a sitcom fan, try it out uh, on, on ABC. Rookie is a good show on ABC. Please show. And then you got the... Uh, the courtroom show All Rise, which is great. Yeah, but all Man, we got I'm a try- lot of good court and uh, TV and cop shows. I
1: tried to watch All Rise, but they they, try, they want to make you pay for a season to watch it. What? I'm like, I'm not paying you guys, no, whatever not, that number is. You, you got,
0: don't need to do. And that. then
1: they try to get you for like two ninety nine per episode. No, Who in the no, hell no, is paying no, no. two ninety nine to watch one damn episode?
0: No, just say it'll, it'll be on I'm yeah, like, you'll yeah, be fine. I'll wait. Yeah, but it's good. It's really good. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at NightCourt22. You can send questions that we can answer here on the program at NightCourt22. At Brevin Night twenty two and at the Fish Nation is where you can find us on Twitter. You can catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to tell your friends and your neighbors and family uh, to tune in, review, subscribe, do whatever you do with the podcasts, and uh, keep on listening. We really appreciate uh, you listening to the podcast. We enjoy doing it every week as well. Next week we'll talk more NBA playoffs, I'm sure. And uh, man, we didn't even talk about Lefty winning this week. Oh my, how about that?
1: That just goes to show you, man. If you you can hit the golf ball and hit it in the right places and make putts. It was like the the, the final round. I was like, man, you guys, you guys trying to give Phil the tournament? Mm-hmm. Are, y'all, are y'all gonna push him at all? But Phil, hey, he, he was steady, and I was I was I was happy to see, I was happy to see him win because he's he's playing everywhere, and yeah. it's just good to see him win. And it's cool. Good it's cool. It
0: gets him in the World Golf Championship, which means he'll be in Memphis uh, oh, for the next yeah. couple of years as well. So that's awesome.
1: Well, I'll see him next year, not this year. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, Well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast. This has been Night Court. We'll do it again next week. Talk to you then. Peace.